0: And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2 C. Yes, it's time to talk dirty. Well, you know, they say it's not polite to talk about money or politics or religion, don't they? Luke Smith from Envision Financial, it's
1: never impolite to talk money, is it? Mate, it's Friday afternoon. Let's just have a run at, you know, <laughs> offending everybody. <okay? laughs> Why not? It's not hard these days, so, you know. Absolutely. Well, you <laughs> look like you've had a busy week. Yeah, look, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, I I had a couple of experiences this week that were, you know, every now and then you wonder why you do what you do. And then I had a lady in this week who'd, who'd been separated and said, oh, look, I'm going to work until I'm 70-something and that's probably when I can pay the house off. But she actually didn't understand the condition of release rules and it confused age pension for superannuation. And when I said that she could take the money out of super tomorrow without retiring from the workforce... She nearly burst into tears, and I said, "Well, take an extra two thousand bucks out just to cover the lunch you're going to need to celebrate." <laughs> um, and she was she was pro the big lunch. Mm. Um, you know, then we had a plan for somebody in Queensland. Um, I met a, a, a single guy in Queensland on the Gold Coast who's, you know, says to me, "Logie, where can I put my cash so I don't spend it on things that aren't positive?" Mm. <laughs> I said, "Well, you are on the Gold Coast, so you know we knocked that over." And then had a couple. Um, you know crushing it on the property front and it was actually very humbling because they were quoting out of the book to confirm their understanding of things which was 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 very humbling and and great that somebody's been able to use the book to confirm their understanding of some strategies and then Mm. you know spend an hour on zoom covering off how they can use that to their advantage so look it's been it's been a lovely week the
0: book of course is smart money strategy which is in good Mm. bookstores now with your name on it because
1: you wrote it i did and i actually went to sign a couple of copies at dimmicks in (laughs) belconnen on uh on friday last week and the young lady there said oh no that's all sold out we're waiting for more copies so listen a big thank you to everybody that's gone in there and picked up one from there i um I really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic. Well, we've got an interesting topic this week. Uh, if I start a pension from super, how much can I take? I just yes. want to take the money and run, Luke. I, I, I thought <laughs> I should just take all of it and yeah. go and splurge it on a great big holiday. And then after that, I'll come back and go, hmm, I've run out of money.
1: Yes. That's, that's not how you do it, is it? No, no. And I, And this one's sort of becoming more and more prevalent because people have got to 30 June and then quit and haven't really thought about, okay, well, what does retirement mean? How do I actually get the money out of the super that I've been building for so many years? And I thought it was quite prevalent. So, you know, we can touch on, well, what's a pension and how does it work? And fundamentally, if we think about what a pension is, it is simply the act of stopping putting money in and starting taking money out. And a big misconception that I get from most people is, well, how much can I have a fortnight? The word pension. Does not mean fortnight,
0: no. And of course, a lot of people get that idea from the government pension, exactly. Which which is not what we're talking about. We're talking exactly. about the pension that can be started from your superannuation funds, and that can be paid as you've told me many times before in whatever frequency
1: you choose. Exactly, and and that's you're exactly right. People confuse Centrelink payments, and also you know the ACT synonymous for defined benefits. Which are paid as a wage on a fortnightly basis and the assumption is that a pension is something that you get on a regular basis that is one way of doing it you could also take an annual pension payment right out of the gates um and spend that on a new car and some new shoes and a holiday and whatever else you want to take out so it's important that people understand that a pension is simply the act of taking money out of superannuation because you've reached age 65 or you've met a condition of release, i.e. you put your hand up and say, I've retired. That way you can gain access to your superannuation. I would also say that the act of starting a pension does not preclude you from going back to work. So that's something that people can keep in mind. And when we start an income stream, the two key income streams that we see more often than not, one is an account-based pension that says I'm 65 or I've retired over my Commonwealth Preservation Age, I've put my hand up and written to my fund and said, hey, Mr Fund, I'm finished. And that opens up the super doors. Now, if you start a pension in that scenario, you have the ability to go back to work should you wish and add to superannuation. What you can also do, as we've touched on in previous shows, is use the transition to retirement legislation. And that might be that you quite enjoy your job, you just don't fancy working every Friday and you'd like to supplement what you lose getting four days a week income instead of five, you can take some money out of superannuation with some slightly different parameters. And the key difference there is that you can take a maximum of 10% of the account value over a financial year. Other than that, you must in both scenarios for both income streams, take the legislated minimum for your age. And it was always set at 55 to 65 is 4%. 65 to 74 is 6% and so on. So as you get older, the government forces you to take more and more of your pension out as an income stream. And as long as you take it out in any frequency over the course of a financial year, you've met that minimum, stressing that it doesn't have to be on a fortnightly basis.
0: Okay. So it can be weekly if you wish can be monthly if you wish, can be every quarter if you wish, yep. can be twice a year if you wish, yep. or can it be at irregular intervals?
1: It can, it, that, that, part of, that part of the flexibilities will be driven by your provider, um, and this is where a self-managed super fund is really in its own element because you could have $500 a week for some running around money and then use capital withdrawals as pension payments as such, for buying cars buying houses paying for holidays as long as the act of taking out the money you can take it in any frequency that your fund provider allows and an smsf is is one of the most flexible vehicles available but there are a number of uh, different frequencies that you can use through a, a regular super fund just check with your provider
0: Okay. Now, of course, uh, one of the key things about taking a pension from your superannuation fund is that uh, it's already been taxed going in. Mm. It doesn't get taxed coming out.
1: No, it doesn't. So provided you're over 60, everything that comes out is tax-free. And there are two sides to this that I I, I stress people think about. One, I'm over 60, I'm taking a pension, everything's tax-free. Great. So that means that anything comes out over 60, no matter what happens, it's tax-free. No. And no. This is, this is now where, you've confused <laughs> me. And this is where we, we just draw a line. And there's a difference between what comes out to the to the owner of the money over sixty tax free. If money if, if that person dies and the money in that super fund is paid out to non dependent children, okay, it's taxed at seventeen percent on the taxable component. And without getting too caught in the weeds on a Friday avo, this has been a long week. The taxable component of your super is any money that has gone into your fund that is a taxed source. So superannuation guarantee payments from work, salary sacrifice, personal deductible contributions, and earnings of your fund. That makes up your taxable component. So one strategy that I get people to think about is look at your components and your fund will always provide you with your taxable and tax-free mix look at a potential recontribution strategy to lower the taxable portion of your fund because your kids will thank you if you get hit by the proverbial bus unexpectedly. So it's important that people understand hmm. the, the two tranches of that, but I, f- I find that they leap to... Oh, it's tax free no matter what. Well, no, not necessarily. Well,
0: yeah, but it's tax free for you Great. And what, as long exactly as you're right. still, <clears throat> as long as you're still around and kicking. Yes. Um. And uh, obviously, uh, when we're talking about non dependent children, generally that's adult children. Correct. Although I suppose it's possible they might be under eighteen and still not 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 dependent. That's can ha- can happen.
1: Can be. General rule is is. Over 18 mm-hmm. or up to 25 and studying full-time at home. Right. There's your there's your distinction of dependent and anything after that um, falls in that non-dependent bucket and there are tax considerations. But I, I raise that at the time of starting a pension because if you get the underlying components right when you start your income stream, they are locked very favourably for the remainder of your natural life, which is, is a very, very good thing that mums and dads start to think about. Um, and especially when you think that over 75 you can't add to super, you've got a window to get that right, taking into account the contribution thresholds that are in place in relation to putting money into your fund. So a pension is a very flexible structure. The other key benefit of starting a pension is that there is no capital gains tax within the pension itself. So if you've held Commonwealth Bank shares since they were $4, and you're thinking about realising a few to buy a new car in a place down the coast, you want to be selling those assets in pension phase because you pay no capital gains tax on the underlying assets. So a pension is a very, very flexible way to hold your assets, mm-hmm. to draw your income, and to transfer assets to the next generation.
0: So in that case, I'm I'm assuming you're talking about if you're holding those shares uh, – The superannuation fund is actually holding the shares, not you personally. That's
1: right. And and starting a pension is simply that that act of stopping money going into super or stop making contributions and taking money out. The underlying investments that you accrue over your working life do not change. You do not need to sell them down and cash them out. I had a gentleman come in last week and say, I'm going to redeem everything in my super fund and then put it in the bank and then I'll live off that. Because he thought the act of retirement meant he had to pull... Everything out of super, um, much to his surprise. Absolutely.
0: Uh, and the other thing, of course, about uh, going into the pension phase, you said that you can actually, if you choose, go back to work again after you've done that. Yes. But if you're going back to work again, where
1: do you pay your superannuation payments? So, great question. Uh, when you start an income stream, one of the rules of a pension is that you cannot add to its capital value without stopping the income stream. So, Yes, you can stop it and start it, but there's a plethora of paperwork that makes things a little bit of a nuisance. What you can do is, let's say you had a million dollars and I'm going to retire and I start a pension, but I think I might do a bit of contracting work in the future. I might get an opportunity later on to do something else. What you can do is say, all right, I'll take $999,990 dollars start a pension with that and leave a tiny amount of money in the super side of your account. So we started a pension with 99% of your money and we've left a little bit in that super fund.
0: So effectively you've split your super fund into two different components.
1: That's exactly right. You can also just start another account completely fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, But I find if people have one open, they can't be bothered opening another one, so they just leave a few dollars in that one. And that's where you would have your employer contributions paid or you could salary sacrifice or make personal contributions to that account because once you start that income stream or that pension, it has an imaginary fence around it and that money is quarantined separately to the new money that's coming in from working. So it's important you get the, the paperwork right when it comes to finishing, mm-hmm. starting an income stream and considering going back because if you do go back to work, the new money that's coming in is locked up again and you can only access that when you meet another condition of release by retiring potentially a second time.
0: Indeed. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio. Today we're talking about starting a pension from your super fund. It's 10 minutes to 5. Back with more in just a moment. Seven minutes to five on a Friday afternoon, which means Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about how do I start a pension from my super accountant? How much can I take? So, Luke, uh, it's time to ask about what are the key things to remember when it comes to starting a pension from your super?
1: Yeah, so firstly, as we said before the ad break, starting a pension is just the act of taking money out, and it can be done in any frequency. You must take the legislated minimum, which, depending on your age, could be four, five, six, seven percent. Where you start an account-based pension, which says that you're 65 or you have retired from the workforce, there is no maximum. So you can go as hard as you like. You can make lump sum withdrawals in addition to your pension. You have full access, provided you're over 60, there's absolutely no tax. If you start a transition to retirement pension, you still have to adhere to the legislated minimum, but the maximum over a financial year is 10% of the balance. So keep that in mind. If you're going to sell assets, sell them in retirement when you've started a pension because it is a capital gains tax-free asset. You also pay no earnings tax on a pension that is an account-based pension. That is not the case with transition because that is tax like normal super. It was tax-free and then the government went, no, 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 this is <laughs> this is too good. Um, so they they took that away. Remember that you can go back to work and you can make contributions whilst receiving a pension And as we mentioned before the ad break, you need to have a second fund to receive those monies because you can't muddy pension capital with super fund capital in the one structure. I think people need to keep in mind that the flexibility of the transition to retirement legislation could allow you to reduce your work hours prior to full-time retirement. And I think that's a very viable strategy for people that just don't want to do a 40, 50, 60 hour week. Um, So consider that. You can also remain in the workforce and take tax-free money out of superannuation where you're 65 years and older without starting a pension. So keep that one in mind as well, just for a little curveball, um, because I I hate seeing people actively trying to pay down a mortgage using wages when they're over 65 and still working and didn't realise that they could take their money out And they don't have to quit their job so that one is really really powerful where you're trying to put the final punch into a mortgage and 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 finish it forever keep that one in mind so pensions are very flexible they've got a lot of control you've got a lot of control over the frequency they're very tax effective and it is simply the act of taking money out to fund the way you want to live in retirement.
0: And of course, as always, make sure you've got your paperwork right.
1: Oh, 100%, there you you need to you need to make sure that you've told the fund you've quit so that if you do decide to go back, you still have access to the accumulated money that starts the pension, and then if you do return to the workforce, you can still have an income stream, work and make contributions all at the same time, but you must notify the fund when you do things and there are certain time hurdles that need to apply so don't assume that it's just a free-for-all. Get your paperwork right.
0: So cross your I's and dot your T's.
1: There you go. Love Something it. like that. Something like that.
0: So, Luke, where can listeners get more information?
1: Yeah, office number 62604749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke talks money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the Strategy Stacker handle on the Tiki Talker And... It's all in Smart Money Strategy, Your Ultimate Guide to Financial Planning in all good bookstores, except it's sold out at Dimmick's at the moment in Belconnen. So, <laughs> well, Emma's What you and, can
0: do, though, when you go into a bookstore is you can say, I want to place this book on order. When you get it in, call
1: me. Yes. When I asked the girl if if she had any and she said, no, would you like to order one? I said, "I." Oh, it's okay. I know a bloke. Um, <laughs> and she was, she was a good sport about it. So they were very nice in there.
0: Fantastic. Smart Money Strategy, Your Ultimate Guide to Financial Planning. Luke, thanks very much for popping by once again and uh, we'll catch up with you again at the same time next
1: week. See you next Friday.
0: Luke Smith from Envision Financial back in the studio once again at the same time next week on 2CC.